Welcome to Fostering Solutions, a podcast that uplifts people and enterprises making positive impact in communities around the world. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Foster. My guest today is Dr. Afrin Naz. Hopefully I've said that correctly. Uh, welcome to Fostering Solutions. Yes, you pronounced the name correctly. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, so I want to thank you for this great opportunity. It's an honor and privilege for me. Yes, my, my pleasure. To, I'm glad you were able to make time because I know this is a, a busy time for you. So let's start off by just telling the audience about yourself. Who is Afrin Naz? <laughs> Who am I? Um, I am a STEM educator. My mom was also a STEM educator and my dad was a scientist. I am also a wife and mother of two wonderful children. I am an immigrant and have been living in West Virginia for the last 10 years with the aspiration to stay here for the rest of my life, hopefully. Um, I think I bring different dimensions of diversity to West Virginia as a brown woman and also a Muslim. Um, like West Virginia is for like, for people like me, West Virginia is not black and white anymore. West Virginia was always naturally colorful. Now, I think we have added color in the race and ethnicity too. That's wonderful. Cause uh, that's something we share. I'm an immigrant, my family, um, and I came from Guyana in South America. Uh, so I'm an immigrant. We, we came first to, um, to Brooklyn. And then I ended up through, I was recruited by a company here. That's how I ended up in West Virginia. So we, that's one thing we have in common. Yes. Yes. Um, so I heard of you um, few, few, uh, probably about three, four years ago now. Um, at a, um, a STEM conference, a women in, um, what, what, what was the name of that? I think with the Tech Connects, which is one of the- Tech Connect, Tech. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And that's where I heard you speak about this initiative that you um, had launched called Empower. So why don't you share about what Empower is, you know, what it is and what inspired you to launch it? Okay, um, one thing I always try to do, come up with like the names, um, try to still tell the story with the name. So let me first spell out what Empower stand for. Uh, establishing mentoring pipeline of women through education and research in STEM. So if you take the first character, it gives the word empowers. Mm -hmm. um, so actually on um, December 14, 2017, NASA West Virginia Space Grand Consortium, they convened a meeting with the representatives from West Virginia University, then uh, Tech, like with the campus, West Virginia State University, Clay Center 4-H, um, also National Center for Women and Information Technology, who, who are like NSWIT, NCWIT, Robert Seabart, Institute at Marshall University and other volunteers. Uh, the goal 
of this meeting was to discuss potential collaboration between all these organizations and especially establish an affiliation with NCWID. So they are a national organization, how we can connect West Virginia to them. So at the end of this first meeting, Empowers uh, was formed and its main goal is to impact girls at every point along the STEM pathway from even case 16 or well into their careers. And this diverse group of leaders and volunteers, we soon realized that we could actually provide a fresh perspective in advancing STEM education in West Virginia, and in particular help prepare young female students to face and challenges associated uh, with being successful in STEM career. So as you just said, like you were here before me, so I can learn what you have learned through your experience. And then I can share my experience with my students. So that was the pipeline came, uh, the whole idea of the pipeline, like we will mentor, we will become mentor of each other. Wonderful, wonderful. So um, what's the overall mission? Is, is mentoring the mission? Is like what, if you were to frame the mission of Empowers, what, what is it? Okay, um, so I will just read it from our constitution. So our, our mission is to address the need in West Virginia for programs in education, research and community activities to support and enrich student participation in STEM disciplines in the state of West Virginia. But our primary focus is on K-12 female students. So of course, in our career, um, we can learn from each other. But uh, from our experience, we can see there are only few of us. So one of the main goal of Empowers is start early. So at least with the K-12, like elementary and then especially middle schools. So we arrange different activities, which may be after school program or um, summer camp to work with these young women and show them examples that this is something you can be at your life if you work harder and if you try. Yeah, and I, I interviewed one of your volunteers, um, Shamaya Morris. Yes, I was looking at the website, yes. Yeah, that's such a, um, a dynamic young lady who is, you know, is from West Virginia, went to WVU and is now working as an engineer in West Virginia. So I, I was glad to see that connection um, that she is connected to Empowers. So yeah, and you can see like uh, a um, student from who is in our middle school doesn't know what to do. And mostly, since we have mostly first generation students, college students here, mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard for them to find the role model. So when they met somebody like Shamaya, that's an example. Like oh, somebody like her, if she can do it, why can't I? Exactly. Um, so it works. I think it works. Yeah, and maybe we can just have those, have you use, uh, refer to my website because you are now, I think you're like my ninth person that I did, um, ninth uh, woman of color in STEM that I interviewed for this series. So maybe that could be, you know, my website could be used as a resource so the girls can see and hear from, you know, women who um, they, can, they can relate to. Yes, I think I can do that. I'll provide you all the information after the interview. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
So, uh, you know, you, you said you came together, these various groups convened back in late 2017. Um, and now you are, you have this program up and running. So describe how the program evolved. What, the, what was the trajectory of the program from that initial conceptual idea? So I would say it's all about mentoring and uh, Dr. Foster, like the importance of mentoring in STEM field uh, for, I would even say us, like for all of them can never be like overemphasized. And I'm pretty sure you'll, you'll agree with me with that. Uh, this need started, as I was saying, like very start early in the elementary school and continues for the rest of our life. And um, there are so few women pioneers in STEM. Um, like we actually need mentoring at every stage of our career. I say that that professionalism, if you think it was actually designed for men. Um, so as a woman, especially in STEM, um, I was just talking about it. And I can, as I said, it, we can say it again and again, like what I have learned, I can share it with my students. And then um, this way, maybe her career in this male dominated domain will be a little bit easier. And same way I can learn from you who are ahead uh, of me in this path. Um, and as a woman, I think since there are only so few of us, we should support each other and only then we can be successful. Absolutely, women supporting women, certainly, yes. So what are some um, accomplishments today that you'd like to share with the audience? What are, you, what are some things you're really proud of? Empowers, of course, that's uh, I'm really proud of. Um, we have another program, um, thanks to Greater Karno Valley Foundation. <laughs> uh, we call it Coverage, uh, which stands for Competition of VEX, Educational Robotics to Advance Girls Education. Uh, so again, it is sponsored by Greater Carnival Foundation, and um, it's an, I would say it's an innovative project. It's for middle school female students. We are working right now with Kana, Lincoln, Patnam, and Faith Counties. The, this project, we want to inspire and support these middle school students to pursue STEM careers in West Virginia. During the academic year, we actually help the teachers to organize girl robotics clubs in these four counties uh, to prepare the female students uh, for a regional robotics competition. So through, we are hoping that through this participation in these robotics clubs and competition, these students are expected to become more knowledgeable and interested in STEM. So originally our plan was we will launch West Virginia's very first girls only VEX robotics competition in March of 2020, but you know, then COVID came. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, we were already actually like the week before we were told like we cannot do it. So we we're supposed to do it on March 20th. And um, there, the plan was 16 girls only team from all over West Virginia will join. Um, so we did not give up. What we did is like we rescheduled the program. Hopefully things would be safer and we will have it in a later 
2021. But at the same time, uh, we actually continued with an online mix competition and nine teams participated. That's wonderful. Yeah, and you, like, to very surprised to us, we were so proud because uh, we started with uh, Faith County for the first time because you know, Kana and Patnam, even Lincoln, they already have robotics club. They were doing it for both boys and girls, uh -huh. but Faith County never had any. So we began it in two schools and both first and second positions were from Faith County. So That's they did great. awesome. Yes, so we were very excited about that. And also um, recently we received a $1 million grant from National Science Foundation. Congratulations, um, that is awesome. Thank you. Um, this is actually, uh, this project is again another name, SUCCESS, which stands for Secure and Update Computer Science in Classroom through an ecosystem with scalability and sustainability. So in this project, we will construct an ecosystem to increase the access to computer science uh, and participation of underrepresented West Virginia middle school students in computer science. Um, I can explain this way, like when we are going like the students in middle school or elementary school or even high school, everybody have to take math and science. But now the weight is changing, not because I'm a CS person, but I think you will also agree, everybody will agree that CS is coming like a part of our life. So it's a nationwide effort, like trying to include computer science, same as math and other science subjects. So everybody, doesn't matter what you become, but from the very beginning, elementary, middle school and high school, you will know more about computer science. And we are not expecting that everybody will become a computer science person. Not everybody will become a programmer, like maybe, yeah, a little bit programmer, maybe. But think about it, even a nurse, they are carrying a computer, yes? How often you use? So knowing a little bit more about computing and a little bit about programming, maybe just a little bit will be helpful. So same way, having knowledge in math will help us, doesn't matter which career we end up with. Um, with the new technology and with new style lifestyle, having computer science should be a part of everybody's life. So that is the whole idea. Um, they actually, National Science Foundation, they call it CS for All. This is a mm -hmm. grant that we received. And um, this is a partnership uh, for um, West Virginia University Center of Excellence in STEM Education, code.org. Uh, West Virginia Department of Education and Raleigh County. So we wonderful are news, wonderful news. And, and you have, you always have the coolest acronym. So this one is uh, success <laughs> and then there was coverage and empower. So your team, you, you guys are very creative coming up with those names. Thank you. Let's hope that we also be creative with the work, just not the name. Oh, oh, I'm sure you will be. And this, that's a major ach uh, achievement to get a million dollar grant from the National Science Foundation. So congrats. Thank you. That is major. So as you went along this journey, um, what did you run into to some bumps along the road? Are there any hurdles you had to overcome as you went on you traveled this journey since uh, 2017? Uh, yes, 
And when you're talking about the journey, may I talk a little bit maybe before 2017, like my whole life, would that be okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, as an immigrant, it was challenging, but I will just even go back um, from the very early childhood. Um, my mom actually taught me that I don't always need to finish first. It isn't about winning, it's about competing and being a part of something. So even if I fall down, I must stand back up and reach the finish line. So I think she kind of warned me about all these hurdles that will come in our life. I, I don't know, maybe she did that. So I'm originally from Bangladesh, um, one of the poorest country in the world. Um, and my dad actually, he passed away when I was only eight years old. Mm. And at the same time, my mom was struggling with her life. So I, I had to learn how to take care of myself from an early age. And I learned that I need to look at the glass half full instead of empty. And I think this hardship since a very early childhood gave me the strength, which now I'm using Inspire to assist the young women around me. So through Empowers, I'm working with middle school female students, high school middle students, and my own students at college, and try to share with them, like, yes, there would be, there would be some situations, there would be challenges, but we have to be patient. We have to continue. We should count our blessing and continue and maybe work a little harder. Yeah, and, and endure the, in spite of the odds, right? Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. I can I can tell that you you are a person of great tenacity. So I, I know that nothing's gonna phase you. <laughs> so, Thank you. Yeah. So how has and you probably you started to share some of your um, the pivots that you had to to make because of the pandemic. You you talked about going online. So how um, you know I guess. How have you responded given the, um, the pandemic? How has it impacted what you, your work with Empowers? Mm, like, yeah, like every other programs, Empowers is also impacted, but we, like, we just continued, like we are making all our efforts, maintain them online. So we did not like, we're continuing and hopefully pretty soon we will be able to come back. So like there is a chance we will have a summer camp face-to-face -face in this summer. So hopefully end of this uh, spring, we will start having programs face-to-face, -face. but right now everything is online. That'll be great, isn't it? I think, I think more and more of us as we get vaccinated we're eager to get back to you know to seeing people again <laughs> and i'm sure the poor kids are just the students are just uh, you know can't wait to do that as well um and and you know you, you you've started um i know you've only been around now for four years and dealing with the pandemic and all but are there things that you wish you knew starting out that have really, that you wish you knew, you know, right away? And, or is it, um, are you still learning? Like, what, what, what do you know now that you wish you knew back in 2017 as you were getting off the ground? 
I don't know, Dr. Firstram, I'm afraid that it's maybe too early to answer that for me. Uh, I, I will need more time. To, to me, Empowers is, I still look at it as a baby. So maybe a few more years. Okay, and that's okay. I'll, I'll come back to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's next? What's next for Empowers? Um, I, as, as I just said, like, um, we, it's still a baby. Um, it's, it's just like three, a little bit older than three years. And um, it just, I would say that it just learned to stand up and walking. And we have like a long way to go. So we are, first thing we're trying to do is making more members, making people know about it. And thanks like to you for events like this, we can do that. And then we're also working on different aspects to different task force. And like, as I just said, like COVID slowed us down. So hopefully we will go to the next level in the next few years. So how can people get a hold of you? You wanna share the website? I know you have sure. a website. Yes, uh, I can share that with you. So you can post that. That would be awesome. Right, so if you wanna just, you know, write it up, write a description up that I can include with your podcast, that'll be good. Sure, I can do that. Mm -hmm. I'll just take my notes so I Sure. So what, what excites you about this work? What sets your soul on fire? What makes you wanna get up every day and go after that million dollar grant and to reach out to these middle school students in spite of COVID? What sets you in motion to do that every day? <laughs> so what sets my soul on? Okay, very, very good question, I will say. Uh, like whenever I see someone who like undervalues or simply doesn't understand the power of education, like the education, it's, it's I think it's, it's the driving force of our society. Like we all dream of a good life and I think an education can set us on a straight path towards one. I will refer my mom again. She used to tell me that people can take away your money, your property, but never ever your education. You'll always have it. Um, here, with your permission, I will actually like to share a personal experience of mine. Um, it was about three years ago, I attended a workshop for nonprofit groups organized by your organization, Greater Carnival Foundation. Mm -hmm. So there were uh, like several groups, they were applying for grants for food for the children or shelter for single women. And uh, Dr. Foster, I'll be honest with you, like for just for a second, like I felt almost guilty. Like I was thinking like, oh my gosh, these people are working for food and safety. Like how dare I, I compete with them? And, but I will tell you that it was just only for a second because in my heart, I knew that education, it is not any less important. Yes, I agree, food and shelters are crucial, but this education, it will actually allow us to break the cycle of poverty. So this is, I will say always, and um, that's the way I'm trying to do my work. So since I moved to West Virginia and joined WVU, I have been writing grants, uh, as you said, to promote STEM education, 
for West Virginia. I have received sponsorships from foundation like Greater Kano Valley, then Carter Foundation at Raleigh County, government agencies like National Science Foundation, West Virginia, Higher Education Policy Commission, NASA, uh, local companies like Toyota, um, Shamayan's company, mm -hmm. and then global companies like Google. So with these sponsorships, with these general sponsorships, our team organized various STEM programs for K-12, especially female students to inspire them in STEM. And we also organized workshop for the teachers, the K-12 teachers, because they are so passionate for uh, the education of our children. So all this grant we dedicate for our K-12 kids, like coming up with their act for activities for them and mostly the teachers. And I will try my best to continue to afford to promoting STEM education in West Virginia. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Any parting words that you'd like to share with the audience? It's like, you know, you're, you're very inspiring to me and you're investing in the lives of the future generations. So that is very um, commendable work. So what, what parting words do you have for the audience? Um, one of my, <laughs> I will sound a little bit emotional. So I will okay. apologize in advance if I get a little emotional here. Uh, and I, I usually say this to the young women when I talk to them, like at times, in our life, like we, we will find ourselves like sur surrounded by darkness. I, I have been there, I know how hard it is. And um, we must not be afraid and we must not lose our hope. We just have to, like we must work harder to rekindle the light. And soon uh, you'll see that there would be someone else. This is like, we will see that find more and more lit candles around us. And eventually when, if we all try a little bit at a time, uh, eventually the light will replace dark. And when we work together, we will be successful. And I, like, there is no point I believe in finding for success solely for ourselves. So for those, if we are successful, it should be our responsibility to help others. Amen to that. I totally, totally agree. It's, it's like, I believe that we were, we who are blessed are blessed to be a blessing to others. Yes. And right. And then, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected. So it's like, we can't just take our blessings and ignore those who are, are who need a helping hand. So it, it's, I think we're, we are totally blessed to be, to be blessings to others. So Thank you so much for chatting with me today. I, I look forward to hearing the great outcomes from your projects. And um, I just wish you all the best in all of your endeavors. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Dr. Foster. Right. I appreciate it. Take care.